What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia Chevalier are not only diehard Broncos fans, they're also proud CSU alums and longtime DNVR members. They're a husband-wife team with over 15 years of financial service experience. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage to be your largest debt, they believe it's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. More importantly, get set up with a free consultation and discuss all of your options. Guys, I'm telling you, if you're wondering if the rates are as good as you're hearing, you need to call them. These are some incredible rates. Mike and Virginia are there to make refinance, make the entire process as simple as possible, but they know that it's not for everyone. They're going to run a quick analysis and honestly let you know whether refinancing might be the right option for you. Visit dnvrmortgage.com. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. What's up, everyone? Happy Saturday. We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael, and today we are going to have a little bit of fun. Going to keep it a little bit more upbeat. I, uh, I I complained a little bit on the podcast yesterday about the lack of access, and I know that's I know that's never fun for anyone. So I just figured it'd be better. Why don't we talk about? you know, the most intriguing college football games, talk about where people can make some money with DraftKings Sportsbook, shout out our partner, and then just, you know, kind of talk about what the the next level guys got going on this weekend. And yeah, I just, I don't know, I wanted to make it a little bit more upbeat, wanted to make it a little bit more, you know, just interesting for everybody. Uh, the, the last thing I will say, though, at least this weekend, in, in regards to access and stuff, I think what frust- what frustrates me the most about this and and part of what made it hard for me to, you know, speak about it eloquently yesterday is almost just the response, you know, from some of the fans because I expect CSU to be restrictive. It is what it is. You know, especially everything that's gone down, you know, with the with the press and and them over the last 6 to 8 months or whatever. I get it's kind of a, a contentious relationship at the moment. A uh, one I'll say it makes zero sense to me how many people are celebrating the lack of access. Uh, even if you hate the Colorado in which I don't really understand why you would, they have proven themselves to be a reputable, you know, outlet. I have a lot of respect for the guys that work over there. But let's say, you know, you just don't like the Colorado and you have a beef with those guys. You know, it is what it is. You you also don't want the Denver Post to be able to get in. What about Eddie at the Loveland Reporter Herald? Me at, at DNVR, we're not we're not creating content that's community driven enough for you. I just, some of the responses I got made absolutely zero sense to me, especially because it's coming from the same people that bitch and moan about how irrelevant CU at CSU is. You know, why doesn't anybody com- cover us? Why does nobody pay attention? Why doesn't CSU get to the Big 12? Okay. Well, if you want that, you sh- certainly should want the press to be able to get in because that's how that stuff ha- works. That's how it happens. I know some of you don't get it. I know some of you think, you know, big bad reporters, oh, you guys are just out to get CSU. But we're not. We're really not. 
it's it's it just it's frustrating it's frustrating that's all i'll say and i'll move on for your sake but it's frustrating cool 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 all right let's <laughs> let's keep it light and breezy as light and breezy as we possibly can i know i got a little heated there for a second but a big game coming up this weekend for michael gallup and the dallas cowboys Gallup's coming off of just an awesome showing. He he really balled out against the Seahawks last weekend. Had season highs for basically, you know, every major statistical category. Nine targets, was able to grab six of them. Had 138 receiving yards, caught a touchdown, a really impressive touchdown. Really, it was just it was just an awesome showing for Gallup in front of a national audience. You know, a lot of people were tuned in. It was the Thursday afternoon. The, the NFL on Fox, the primetime game, the whole country's watching. And to see him just ball out like that, it was, I think it was really validating for a lot of CSU fans. I mean, we've all heard it, you know, oh, you guys are just, you know, the small school and they, you know, like to mock the concept of wide receiver you and oh yeah, you know, they're not even, you know, they're not even that good. They're just, you know, number two, number three receivers. No, Michael Gallup is a legitimate number one wide receiver in the NFL, and he played like it last weekend. And it was really fun to watch. I really, really enjoyed it. If you if you watch this game, you know, consistently, Seattle just had such a hard time containing him. The number two, number three cornerbacks, they just couldn't keep up with him. He was torching them downfield, just creating plays, big play opportunities, exactly what you're hoping for with him. And if you go back and you look at that last play, he was actually open on the play where Prescott escaped the sack and ended up throwing a pick. It ended up being the final dagger in the Cowboys. It was just kind of a broken play. I'm sure he didn't see him, but he was open. He was open on that play. Could you imagine if he would have caught the game-winning touchdown, how stoked everyone would have been? This uh, this week, though, they've, they've got kind of a tough matchup with Cleveland. Cleveland and Dallas are both two teams who I think probably better than their record has has shown through the first month. This is an important game for the Cowboys, though. They're 1-2. and two. They can't drop it. I want to see if they try and get Mike involved even more. Do they try and stretch the field, take advantage of his athleticism? I mean, right now, he's averaging about 15 yards a target, which, you know, if you can consistently keep that up throughout the season, that's going to be big time. That's, that's going to be Pro Bowl-type numbers. So really, really big performance from Michael Gallup. Hopefully, he's able to build off of that against the Browns this weekend. Keeping things moving with the wide receivers, Preston Williams and the Miami Dolphins. They have a matchup against the Seahawks. Seattle's going down to South Beach this weekend. And it's going to be interesting because, you know, Preston, he only had two targets in the win over Jacksonville. He did catch both of them. One of them went for a touchdown. Overall, though, it's, you know, it's been a relatively quiet start to the season for Preston Williams. I think everybody kind of expected him to come out and ball right away, myself included. But, you know, to this point, he has five catches in three games. What's even more odd to me than the the amount of catches, though, is he only has 14 targets. I, I watched most of that Jacksonville-Miami game. I've seen bits and parts of their other two games. So at this point, I, I don't really feel confident enough to, you know, break it down from an analysis, or, you know, you know, break down the game and, and explain, you know, this is why he's not getting the targets. You know, is it a reason of scheme? Is the offense just not looking his way? You know, are they putting number one corners on him consistently? Or, you know, or is it potentially a result of, you know, him still trying to get his legs underneath him? We got to remember coming back from a torn ACL, they had limited training camp. That's, you know, a big factor, especially with just getting, you know, the, the feel of the game back, getting, 
hit and knowing that your leg is okay. I think the mental process of coming back from an ACL injury is perhaps even more difficult than the physical process, which is crazy to say because it's just an absolutely rigorous and, and painful process. But big weekend for Preston Williams. Seattle obviously got torched by Dallas through the air last weekend. We'll see if they're able to make adjustments. Gallup went off. You know, maybe Williams will go off. Maybe the, you know, maybe Seattle just struggles with former CSU players. I don't know. But definitely a big game for Miami. You know, it, I don't really expect them to win this game against Seattle, even at home. Seattle's not as good on the road. They just, they aren't. But I don't know, man. Russ is, he's the best. He's the best, you know, him and him and Mahomes and then everyone else. So really, uh, really interested to see what Preston is able to do. Hopefully he's able to get involved a little bit more. Same, same goes for BC Johnson though. BC, BC only saw five offensive snaps with the Vikings last weekend, 15 more on special teams, but you know, I am starting to worry a little bit that Justin Jefferson is definitely going to steal all of his shine. You know, Jefferson's been really good probably one of the best rookie wide receivers in the league so far this year. The The thing that just makes me feel a little bit better, I guess, is that, you know, BC is just one of those type of dudes you want in the locker room. He's one of those guys you want on your roster, even if he's not necessarily putting up monster numbers. I know, you know, he's just not going to have the same type of job security that Jefferson is going to have as a first round pick. You know, when you're, when you're a sixth, seventh round guy, even if the team likes you, you just, you don't have a lot of stability. And that worries me a little bit, but, I do like that Johnson has the established relationship with Gary Kubiak. I think that's going to be big. And more importantly, I just think he has the right attitude to succeed during tough times. You know, the Vikings have lost three tough games against good teams. They're winless. They're in a weird spot. They could go 0-4. They're playing a good Titans team. I just, it's, it's such a weird spot. Or they played the Titans last weekend, I guess I should say. Um, I don't know, man. I just, they, they got Houston this weekend. I don't I don't love this matchup for BC, obviously, just because he hasn't played a ton, but hopefully he uh you know, hopefully he gets involved a little bit more. I'd like to see them, you know, mix him in the slot, just to get him the ball. He's got reliable hands, he can make plays, get first downs for you. Do what you gotta do, because whatever you're doing is not working, Vikings. You're 0-3. Finally, we've got Shaq Barrett and the Bucks, who are starting to roll a little bit, seem to be discovering their identity on both sides of the football. It was you know, kind of a slow start with Tom Brady, and that's, you know, to make sense. He'd been in New England for so long to go to a new system, probably kind of a weird deal for him. And, and you saw the sluggishness, and, and the same could go with Gronk and some of those guys just trying to figure out the timing, the rhythm, all the things that I just talked about with, you know, trying to come back from an ACL injury. Those things all matter in terms of, you know, getting a rhythm with new teammates as well. But Shaq had his best game of the season against Denver, which was awesome. Sucked as a Broncos fan, but... You know, I'll just, I'll never be able to get over how that entire process played out. I get it was complicated and it's, I don't love, you know, you can't really put it in a vacuum because there were a lot of different factors that went into Shaq wanting to leave. You know, it, it really goes back all the way to Shane Ray. Everyone talks about Bradley Chubb and how that all played out, which, you know, once they drafted Chubb, that pretty much, pretty much guaranteed that Barrett was going out the door. But that, that point of contention that, that animosity between Barrett and the Broncos, it went back to, you know, after Barrett started to produce in 2015 and he still just wasn't getting those consistent chances to start. I know he did get a, he did get some chances late in 2017 back when the season was basically over and everyone else was hurt. But you know, the, the Broncos had basically already proven to Shaq how they felt about him at that point. 
I know there's I know there's a lot of orange Kool-Aid here in the state of Colorado, as there should be. The Broncos, the Broncos are everything, but they messed that one up. Plain and simple. They messed it up. And it, it came back to bite them last weekend. Six total tackles, three for loss, two hits on the quarterback, two sacks, one went for a safety. Just a dominant beast mode type performance from Shaq. You know, I expected him to come come back to earth a little bit this year, just to put up the same type of sack numbers he had last season would have been really, really hard, especially when all the attention is on you now and you know, opposing offenses are literally scheming to take you out of the game. But I just think it was awesome to see Shaq come back to Denver and and get his revenge. Cause you know, everybody knows he's playing for the long-term extension this year. He got the franchise tag, so he did get paid this season. But it's all about the long-term stability. And this is a guy that's earned it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Shaq's one of the good guys in the league. One of the great all-time former Rams and definitely one of my favorite players. Favorite players. Getting tongue-tied there. So shout-out Shaq. Um, Before we move on and start talking college football, Western Richburg remains on the PUP list for the 49ers. Josh Watson was elevated from the practice squad for Denver's Thursday night win. He did not see any defensive snaps, but he played in about 15 snaps on special teams. Hopefully he's able to keep that roster spot. Week three of football is in the books, and now is the time to review the tape and get ready for week four. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week four, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team. If that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Don't worry though. Football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week four, bet $1, and win $100 if they win. That's bet $1 to win $100 when you sign up using the promo code DNVR. That's right, sign up with the promo code DNVR and turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alrighty, we are getting closer to 10 a.m. than I was hoping for, so I'm going to move a little bit faster than intended throughout these college picks. Most of these games are afternoon games, so you'll still have time to place bets if you would like to do some live action. Before we get into the, the betting stuff, I'll just go with the three most exciting games of the weekend. Starting with number three, we've got SMU hosting number 25 Memphis. This is a game that's interesting to me for a a couple of different reasons. One, these are two G5 teams that are talented and have relatively lofty expectations, at least for American teams. What really interests me about this, though, 
is Memphis has not played a game since September 5th. So they're going on, on almost an entire month without playing another team. SMU's looked pretty good over the last couple of weeks. Former CSU Ram Brandon Crosley actually got his first pick for the Mustangs last weekend. He's going to be such a stud, man. That That's going to be one of the tougher losses for CSU fans, I think, to come to grips with over the next couple of years. He's he's an NFL cornerback, so definitely always kind of a, a thorn in the side when you see that happen. But moving on, uh, number two, we've got number two, Alabama, hosting number 13, Texas A&M. Roll your eyes. I know I'm a Bama fan, but the Aggies, you know, they're looking for their first win over Alabama since Johnny Manziel was able to lead them to an upset back in 2012. I'll never forget that game. Bama's looking to prove, you know, they're still as legit as ever with, you know, Mac Jones at quarterback. They want to show, you know, we are contenders. Yes, we can beat down the Missouris of the world, but we're still Bama and we can take out these top 15 teams as well. If you want to catch these fists, homie, number one, we've got number four, Georgia hosting number seven, Auburn, by far the best game of the weekend. I'm stoked about Bama, Texas A&M, but this Georgia-Auburn game has so many implications just for the SEC championship, college football playoff. Who's going to be top dog? You know, this is deemed as the Deep South's oldest rivalry. This is a huge game, Auburn-Georgia. I think people out West, you know, you think of Alabama-Auburn, you know, Georgia-Florida, some of these, but Georgia-Auburn is a huge rivalry. I'm really, really pumped to see, you know, how does Bo Nix respond? What does Georgia do from a quarterback perspective? They've kind of been all over the place. It's just a big, big game, and I think it should live up to the hype. I know, though, what you guys really want to know is where can I make some money? Where can I make a little cash money, bring a little moolah to my wallet? These are my three locks. I already gave my DraftKings pick of the week yesterday, but this, these are my three locks for college football Saturday. You've got Oklahoma traveling to Iowa State. They're coming off of a disappointing loss to Kansas State. Second straight year that Oklahoma's lost to the K-State Wildcats. Oklahoma looked really sloppy. They looked downright terrible against the Wildcats. They, they Tons of penalties. Dumb interceptions by Spencer Rattler. Missed tackles. They were all over the place. I think the Sooners come back with a vengeance this week. They're seven-point favorites against Iowa State. Iowa State, pretty decent team. They always, you know, compete well. Them and Kansas State, they're like the small schools in the K in the Big 12 that always seem to give the big guys a little bit of, you know, a little bit of trouble. I uh, I don't like rooting for these schools to get blown out. I really don't. I think it's good for college football to have these types of smaller schools that can, you know, swing up, punch up, if you will. I just think that Oklahoma comes back with a vengeance this week. Only a seven-point spread. I like that. I think Oklahoma covers with ease. Number two, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Any spread over 20 points usually terrifies me. I don't care if it's the best team versus the worst team. You just need a lot to go your way to cover a spread that massive. And because of that, they scare me. And I, and I don't really like to take them. I am going to break my own rule, though, this week. LSU 21-point favorites at Vanderbilt. They're going to cover. They're, they are going to slaughter this Vanderbilt team. They're going to be pissed after they lost to Mississippi State. And it's still LSU. So, you know, go Tigers. They're, they're going to win that one. 21-point spread at Vanderbilt. My third lock, and I struggled with this one because TCU is one of those weird schools that I can't ever seem to get right. But the line in Texas versus TCU gets 62 points. I'm taking the over. You know, I the Big 12, nobody plays defense. 
sometimes that bites me in the butt. I know uh, week one in particular, I took the over on Oklahoma State and they missed it by a mile, but 62 points. I feel pretty good about that. Texas seems to be good for about 35 a week at this point. You know, TC is going to put up some points as well. Should be a fun one. Looking forward to that one. Uh, if you're looking for some potential upsets, I've, I've pointed out a few as well. Here are three potential upsets. Now, I'm not guaranteeing these. I'm not saying, you know, put your money down now. I'm just saying these ones wouldn't surprise me. Number three, you've got Ole Miss six and a half point dogs at Kentucky. Tough game. Tough game. Kentucky, you know, they've got good athletes. Entered the season in the top 25. Part of that was just because of the Big Ten stuff. But I don't know. I'm part of I think it's just because I'm I'm rooting for for Lane Kiffin to have success. If we're being honest, I just I think he's good for college football. I don't know. I think that Ole Miss team's going to show up, though. They they looked better than I thought against Florida. I, th- I think they got a shot at Kentucky. Number two, Memphis, two-point underdogs at SMU, despite being the higher-ranked team. Memphis, top 25 team in the country right now. But like I said, they haven't played in a month, and it seems that Vegas, you know, that bothers them a little bit. And I do think that's a big factor. It is crazy to not play for a month. Look for Memphis, possibly to beat SMU on the road. My number one one, though, and it might sound crazy, but it's Texas Tech, one-and-a-half-point dogs against Kansas State. I just wonder, is K-State going to have a hangover after getting the biggest win in, you know, basically program history last weekend? You know, Texas Tech gave Texas everything they had in that game. I know they looked pretty rough week one, but they've looked a lot better since then. Look for Texas Tech to possibly upset Kansas State. I'm not rooting for it. Sorry to all my relatives in Kansas. I know you guys, you know, if you're listening to this right now, Justin, what the hell, man? But you all know how it goes as a K-State fan. They win games that they shouldn't, and they lose games that they shouldn't. That's just what it's like as a K-State fan. Either way, though, I'm looking forward to it. We're about three weeks from CSU football being back. Can you believe it? I love it. I love it, guys. Keep y'all updated with new content throughout the coming weeks. We'll keep you all up to date with CSU as best as possible. Obviously, things are kind of different right now but we will figure it out the rams are having their first scrimmage saturday morning one step closer to college football in fort collins in the front range have a good weekend everyone peace peaches out of palisades sweet as mama's marmalade this shit sound like summer days the windows down on harmony the family band sing harmonies my daddy played the drums my mama slapped that bass my sister sang these songs dancing under canopies we thank the trees for all their leaves we are just some drops of water together make up seven seas and one day i'll be like my father one day i will learn to breathe i'm choking on the thought that i am not the man i want